Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another lovely evening of Jay Bird watching. Guess what? We are literally within a week of Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Who even thought this was going to come you know, to fruition after a few weeks ago where we were sitting out here pondering if we were ever going to even have a show more than once a month? But to that point, we have the whole band back together here for, what, two weeks in a row, fellas? Yeah. Adam Corsair, Brendan Panikar, Chris Key. Boom, we're all back. <laughs> so... Fellas, how we doing? Ready for baseball? You ready? Today, today should have been opening day. Uh, yes. It wasn't uh, going to be. <laughs> Slight delay, but to that point, one week in the midst of all the other stuff that was going on, I'm going to take one week behind all day, every day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was just insane, the fact that there was no baseball coming. There was nothing to look forward to. My days after work were really damn boring. It was like, okay, what next? I can only hang so many shelves. <laughs> or to Mr. Pa- uh, Mr. Corsair, who was shopping for hats while we were doing our pregame segment here. <laughs> Always. How'd you do, man? Oh, I might, I might pull the trigger. I'm not, I haven't decided yet. But now with those, with this buy now, pay later trap that I find myself in, at least, I don't know, a couple times a week. I always pay. I always pay them back. You got to pay it back because then you're in trouble. But uh, oh, you don't want those creditors knocking you down for that twenty dollar Blue Jay hat you bought. What's well, the thing? Clearance. You, you don't, you don't get <laughs> hounded by creditors. That's what's great about it. You don't have to give your social. So, mm-hmm. uh, just yeah. credit card debt. Massive credit card debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they charge you uh, numerous fees if you don't pay on time, of course. So, uh, yeah. is what it is. There, either way. So, while we're all hiding for debtors, we are still the official jaysjournal.com podcast, part of fanside.com. Shout out to our friends over at Stadium Scene who always, always do a great job to us as well as we kick off more festivities this evening as we gear up for our Toronto Blue Jays baseball. So, fellas. Outside of spring training games, which have been up and down and all over the place, there's been slaughters to the Yankees, there's been games where we got in decked. We actually had a signing over the last week, and honestly, I'm a little moderately excited by this one, and I'm not terribly sure how to actually interpret this whole thing, other than it's definitely some great outfield depth, but the Blue Jays did sign a minor league deal with Dexter Fowler, who has been one of those guys that bet on himself in the past and actually won out pretty well, but... Is he due for another comeback at the age of 36, I believe? Who wants to field that one first? <laughs> I mean, I can take it. The Jays finally got their guys. I mean, their yeah. guys. Their guy. Uh, <laughs> it's only how many years later? Yeah, I think it's six years later. Um, and, okay. I mean, this isn't this isn't anything that is necessarily surprising. I think Anthopolis was the one that was chasing him. Was it in 2015 he was chasing him? I think it was, um, uh, it was 2016. After yeah. 2016, I all right. So, was, so, so it was uh, Atkins and Shapiro yeah. that were chasing him. All right, so there you go. So mm-hmm. the Blue Jays got their guy. Um, so I, I look at this two ways. Not Jay Bruce, though. No, no. <laughs> Gotta no. get him out of retirement. You never know. You, you never know. It could still happen. Um, on the one hand, Craig, you you sort of nailed it. It's minor league depth, and I could always say that you can't uh you can't have a bad minor league signing. Um, I remember, uh, was it Sogard, Eric Sogard? Um, yep. That oh, was a minor was a league signing, a and it was it was great, yeah. Um, and I remember, actually, Craig, you and I talked about it uh, on my old podcast when we were discussing that signing, and 
people were complaining about it, and I, I can't understand it, much like this one right now. It's If you're going to complain about a minor league signing, I don't know what to tell you. It's just <laughs> depth and insurance. However, um, this the rumblings, and I don't want to you know, get into a completely different topic, but the rumblings of the health of Springer and Teoscar does concern me, even though it's not, you know, super, super out there. It's not anything that we should definitely, you know, be super worried about. But at the same time, it is something that I'm keeping my eye on. And I don't know if this was an addition just in case of insurance. And today you saw uh, Biggio play right field. So I don't know if they're just trying to keep their ducks in a row when it comes to outfield depth. But all in all, does he have anything left in the tank? Probably not. But, but it is just a minor league Yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting much from him at all. Yeah. So to that point, he hasn't done really anything since 2017 is about, I think, the best thing you can say with the Cardinals. That's first year. Had a monster year in 2016, as we both all know. Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I'm with with you, Adam. There's no such thing as a bad minor league deal, uh, and it can only benefit them moving forward. I I I, I even wonder if we're ever, ever going to see him at the major league roster. To be honest, at some point, more so because I wouldn't be surprised if this was kind of like I forget who it was last year. I think it was Liriano, where he went down uh, or he had an opt out uh, after spring training when he didn't make the roster. I wouldn't be surprised if Fowler has an opt out maybe in mid April, maybe late April. Uh, where if he has not been called up after he's been deemed ready to go, uh, that then he can be a free agent, and it's just simply a landing spot for him to get back on his feet. But I think you're absolutely right. They got their guy a couple years later than we had all hoped, uh, but it actually worked out. I mean, Craig, you touched on it. He had that one big year when he first signed with the Cardinals. Then he was absolutely terrible in injury-ridden 2018. But 20, 2019, that's not too far away from a guy who had 1.6 F4 I'm looking at right now. But... Last year, I'd totally forgotten that he tore his ACL when he played the Blue Jays uh, in that game when they were out in L.A. I just saw the highlight this morning, um, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that is what happened to Daxter Fowler. Because when his name surfaced the other day, I'm like, what the hell happened oh. to him? And that's why. Like, we barely seen him the last couple of years because 2020 was so short. He only played 31 games that year, uh, and then he only played seven uh, this past season. So I'm with you, Adam. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. If he has anything left. That's fantastic, and again, that's why minor league signing isn't a bad thing because you can take that risk and flyer, and they have a couple guys who could be candidates to DFA to make room for Fowler in uh, in late April if that is when they deem to call him up. So no harm, no foul. I'll be honest, though, I'm personally not overly worried by the Springer or Hernandez um, rumblings of potentially being hurt. I mean, yeah. We've been burnt in the past to think that it's not a serious injury, especially last year with Springer with his, what was it, his, it was a calf or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being way worse than we all feared. But, you know, it, just get through spring training healthy as long as they're in the lineup opening day. That's all that matters. And hopefully they're good to go from there. Bingo. So to the other point on this whole fun thing, this is, if you look past our normal guys, we just traded Randall Gritchick. Ramil Tapia was a great pullback and I think a key spot for this as far as having somebody with some speed and some defense off of the bench rather than somebody that's just hoping to basically be our glorified DH all the time so that was a good move but this whole thing the next guy in line after Tapia now was Josh Palacios who I had the pleasure of watching when he was in the young minor league when he was really in the lower end of the minor league system but he hasn't really gained ground to take that next step to be like a solid triple-a player even be major league ready he's had some flashes this spring but this is filling that gap, at least in between there. You've got somebody that, okay, if you ended up having Tapia all of a sudden for some reason in this lineup more, you have somebody at least that was major league ready to come into that void for a team that's a playoff team versus a guy that's a rookie. Chris, what do you think on that? Yeah, I can't disagree with a lot of what you guys are saying. My only concern about this is Fowler can't play center field mm-hmm. um, at at that point as well tapia can't play center field um our backup center fielder is one of kevin biggio or teoscar hernandez which doesn't exactly inspire a whole bunch of confidence in me um probably inspires exact opposite man. not a lot not a lot of confidence <laughs> in anybody or or let alone anybody on the uh, on the coaching staff either i guess i i guess what would you say probably tapia is the backup center fielder. I, d- I doubt you would probably put Teoscar out there. Um, 
as for for what you were saying, Adam, with the the injury stuff, I think uh, I, I might be a little bit more concerned about Hernandez right now more than mm. more than Springer. Springer seems to be swinging the bat pretty well right now. He's what six for ten and in spring training uh, He's ready at to bat. Go. So <laughs> I, I think he is ready to go. If you, if you saw some of the, uh, the chatter on the bench before the, uh, before the game today, that was pretty entertaining. That was, it sounds, that was good. So, sounds like he's ready to go. I don't know. It, it's very interesting because I think to me right away, I thought maybe Springer had something to do with this. Um, Fowler was in Houston in Springer's uh, rookie year. So maybe, maybe it's just a shot, uh, like Adam said, just a shot for him to to have a place to get ready. And, hey, maybe he comes up. If if he does have that opt-out May 1st, maybe he, maybe something bounces his way. He makes it onto the Major League roster, and he gets hot for two or three weeks. And you flip him for to somebody else who really needs an outfielder uh, for a relief pitcher or something or or, or you just make space for somebody else that you need to come up like, I don't know, Martinez or <laughs> Moreno. Um, well, it, it depends how the, a lot of things have to shake up really well. And you know what? There's honestly probably more space to see a Fowler on this team. Um, if you go down to two catchers and I think that that might be what it comes down to. If there is, yeah an opt-out May 1st, do you fly with Reese McGuire on this roster or do you bring up a Fowler and have somebody like that to give you an at-bat from the left side? Uh, I think he is left-handed or switch hitter, switch hitter, mm. left-handed. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I that in front of me where to go. <laughs> I did just have it. And then I, I switched over to, uh, yeah, he switched just, yeah, yeah, he's switch hitter. So maybe you need somebody to come off the bench as a left-handed bat, and you, you've already burned Tapia, or he's he's already playing, and Vigio's already playing, and you you need somebody to go against that hard-throwing right right-handed pitcher late in the game. Who knows? It, like you guys have already said, that there's no no such thing as a as a bad minor league deal. So eh, take a flyer on it, see what happens. Would you, Worst case uh, scenario, you have a backup outfielder. Best case scenario, maybe he figures something out that he's finally healthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. What you, what, what's, what's wrong? <laughs> I was going to yep. say, ahead, would, you, would you rather walk into the season? Uh, let's assume that Fowler's ready to go. He might not be, like in terms of getting up to game speed and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, assuming that even if it takes like a week or two, if given the choice, would you rather ride him on the bench for that uh left-handed hitting role or just to spell uh, a Teoscar if he's dealing with something or even a Springer to give him an off day. Um, I know um, load management has been a thing uh, or a point of discussion when it comes to him. So we, we can actually utilize him throughout the entirety of the season. Uh, so get, if given the choice, DFA or put on waivers, um, Reese McGuire and bring up follower right away or keep rolling with McGuire. Me personally, I'd rather just, roll with Fowler. I'd roll with Fowler too, just because if there is something left in the tank, he can help you offensively late in the game or be a defensive sub later in the game. Obviously, Tapia is going to be... He's not very good defensively, Brendan. Not anymore. He's not not very good defensively. And he doesn't have legs under him anymore. Yeah. To that point, you're bringing Uh, him to be a spell for a bat and maybe a left fielder if you got to move him around somebody. Mm -hmm. But to that point... but his bat off the bench as a switch hitter, switch hitter is way better than Reese McGuire's ever yeah. going to be. Well, in my think, opinion, do you think they're holding on to Reese because he's a left-handed hitter? Probably. Yeah. yeah. He, I honestly I think the only really reason he's on this team is because of trades. I yeah. think he would have already been yeah. switched. But <laughs> go yeah. ahead, Chris. See, what I found really interesting is what came out today, and they basically said that today's roster or today's lineup um, against the. The Yankee or no Tigers? Sorry. Tigers, yeah. Yankees that was last night um, was going to be the opening day lineup, and that was Biggio and right. And mm-hmm. who is second? Who is right? catching? Kirk. Well, which I I don't know. You could probably fling around Go Teoscar in right and put Biggio as a DH. I don't think that really matters. But what was really interesting to me was you had Alejandro Kirk catching, and yeah. not Danny Jansen. So if you're going to use Alejandro Kirk as a catcher, why are why yeah. are we even having the conversation of keeping Reese McGuire on this yeah. team? I'm with you. Why? 
I mean, yeah. they did kind of mess up the roster. I'm looking at the image of it. Uh, they had Springer, Guerrero, Hernandez, Bichette, Kirk, Guerrero. Oh, sorry, Guriel and and DH, Chapman at third, Biggio and right, Espinal at second. Um, so by I mean by mess up, I don't know that I'd have Espinal start at second base, and that's not me tooting the Biggio horn. Yeah, sure. Right. No, no, it's not. I just I don't. Tr- I think Espinal is better off as uh, on the left side of the diamond. I'm not saying he's going to be poor on the right side of the diamond, but I mean, yeah, if, but he's not going to get any reps on the left side of the diamond this year. I don't know. I don't know if Chapman's going to need to be spelled because I don't know what the status of that hip. To that point, I would think he's probably going to be better off than not. He had all, he finally had a real off season with Chapman this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was I was saying last year I think he spent his whole time doing rehab, rehab, yeah. rehab, you know, making sure he was set. So now you talk about he's got everything good to go, you would think. So he even said that himself right Chapman, when he came yeah. over. He goes, It was nice to have you know, how much hitting did he do last off season before, you know, obviously, you know, he's focused on making sure that he can has the range of motion to be able to play defense, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff to be able to make sure his legs were underneath him. And obviously in the midst of that, you lose a lot, you know, he had to get that strength back and he was doing that while trying to hit in the regular season. I think he's going to play up fine, but to that point, Santiago Espinal is still going to play his share at third base in the season. Yeah. Not yeah, yet. for sure. So where those other games, Chapman might be DHing, and that's the nice thing about having no dedicated DH on this team. To that point of what even do you do with Kirk, you know, if you're carrying three catchers. I would be almost to the point that you have to be playing Alejandro Kirk every day in DH, just because <laughs> you really want to have three two extra catchers just eating up freaking space on your uh, you know bench for pinch hitting. It's yeah, if you're not getting yeah, if you're not getting used. Kirk is your designated DH, and you're going to let him catch games. Like, why are we Agreed. wasting our time? 100%. Yeah, Bring it's such a waste. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Greg Bird used to catch, so he well, can be your third catcher now instead of Espinal. <laughs> there was that. And that's another one. that He's going to make the team. Uh, I know we're going to get into 28-man roster soon, but I'm fully penciling in Bitch Greg just made fun of me last week. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's in. He's in. 100% he's in. But uh, I think the lineup that you saw today, the top four, that's what it's going to be on opening yeah. day. The rest will shuffle around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And personally, I mean, not to divert the agenda a little bit, but I love having Vladdy in the two hole and having Bo down a little bit further, mainly because Bo is not a very high on base percentage guy. Uh, and he puts the ball in play and he will be able to soak in all those runs and drive them in with Vladdy and Springer being your guys who get on base quite often. So I personally like that construction way more than putting Bo 2 and Vlad 3. Not that it matters at the end of the day to both great hitters, but just think, put your best in the two-hole. We've seen that the last couple of years. Trout bats in the two-hole as an example. Now let's dive down that one a little bit, too, because um, I that was something I honestly didn't see when I was writing up the agenda until after I started doing my homework for tonight. So, <laughs> fellas, the uh, fact that does this scream 2015, 2016 with the Josh Donaldson spot being number two with putting your best hitter in your lineup in the two spot? And then obviously, guys, those the way the metrics and everything have went over the years, obviously, are one and two guys get the most at bats during a damn ball game. We already know that George Springer is obviously a lot more comfortable in the you know leadoff spot. Mm-hmm. Why not make it that much more hard for uh, any pitchers out there by just assaulting them with George Springer, Vlad Jr., and then Tay Oscar? That's deadly. Is it deadly one, two, three? But if I'm going to nitpick yeah. it, maybe I'd switch Hernandez with Bichette and have Bichette bat three and have Hernandez be that that cleanup hitter. The Oscar can um, get more than Bo, so I'm I'm with that for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. Bichette can reach base a little bit more, um, and he's he doesn't really hit for power. Um, so I, I, that's the only, I don't hate it. Bichette, Bichette's a little bit quicker than Teoscar too. So if mm-hmm. you start grounding into double play balls, Bichette can probably beat it out. Run him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before, um, Teoscar you just don't want to have him nipping at his heels, right? Yeah. It's not going to yeah. help anybody if they're, uh, you know, no, and this is sl- <laughs> no slouch to Vladdy because he's a lot quicker, quicker than he looks, but he's still not fast. <laughs> no, no. And like having Kirk bat in front of Guriel is a statement. That's not it's something I would, in- I, I wouldn't intuitively thought that that was a case, but, yeah. um, and Chapman I, batting where he is. Yeah. That's confidence. This is wild. Yeah. Kirk yeah. batting fifth is that's confidence. 
And if they're going to roll been with that, hitting the ball hard. Yeah. So, then this is my point. Why is Reese McGuire on this team? Never mind. We already beat that. Why? Do you want to get really wild? Go ahead. Table flip pe- shit. Come on. Oh, people are people are going <laughs> to roast me for this. Uh oh. Fat Kirk uh, second. Why not? I don't see why not. But I wouldn't bat Vladdy. Crazy fifth. bat the ball. Crazy no, bat the ball. Three. And then yeah. Yeah, and then put Vladdy third. And then Hernandez he gets on base. He gets on base a lot. He puts bat on ball a lot. So maybe you know what? Maybe that single that Springer walks, uh, Kirk hits the single. Springer's going first to third, and then Vladdy drives him in. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Now, so they, we know if, what Chris if, Keys, uh, if MLB hits show ball, lineup looks like. Yeah, if <laughs> if Vlad hits the ball on, on the ground, we're instantly into double play territory. But like that's you take the good with the bad in that case, but. Yeah, if you want to do something really wild, back Kirk second. Yeah, and to that point, he's actually been backing that up 110-fold over the spring at 353 and um, yeah. and getting on base, like you said, at a over 1% clip. So <laughs> it's uh, freaking nice. <laughs> but yeah. um, the, the lineup construction for this lineup is going to be something I think we're going to end up talking a lot on this season. And seeing the fact that it's already getting, if this is quote-unquote, the starting day opening day lineup it's only going to make this conversation even that much more crazy because it's either going to click and this is going to be something insanely special to watch off the bat and we're going to have one of the best aprils we've ever had or they're going to nice. constantly tinker for it the whole damn month until yeah. something finally solidifies but to that point i don't think there's anybody in this lineup right now that is in the spring that is looking out of place santiago espinal hit a home run the other night uh, Kevin Biggio had another hit today and has been looking very solid since, quote-unquote, not having healthy, uh, what was it, legs under him or something that they were saying he was having an issue with for uh, five minutes there. Um, Norris Curiel Jr. has been barreling the ball up crazy. He had a home run today. Uh, so it's And then, then you get into the guys that we know are just going to rake. So it's very interesting to see where this lineup's going to go. And I, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters where you hit anybody, to be honest. They're still going to pretty much drive Such a good lineup. <laughs> yeah, At least the, say, the good top. luck poking holes in it. Yeah, the top yeah. six, seven guys, I, I agree with you. That doesn't matter. I would still have Biggio and Espinal or Owen Jansen in the lineup, have him towards the bottom. Um, yeah. I, I, Jansen, this is a huge proving year for Jansen. But Kirk, being the opening day starter, um, you know, with the maybe Barrios see something in Kirk. Maybe that's going to be his personal catcher from now on. Maybe that's why he's the opening day starter at catcher, according to this lineup. Um, it's but, just because he's better, or he's better, yeah. right? Yeah, just a better hitter. Um, Kirk's a sneaky good catcher for two. I really think they like it. I really think they enjoy throwing to him just as much as they throw to Jansen. Well, and you you got to think. Okay, so here you got to think. I just figured out why Kirk is starting. So you have to start Kirk the first game because. The next day, who's who's throwing? Gosman. Gosman. Gosman he yeah. throws a splitter, right? So you're going to want yeah, Jansen's Jansen. defense. The next day, who's pitching? Ryu. 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 That's Jansen. Ryu is only throwing to Jansen, so you weren't gonna you weren't gonna have him three days uh, go three days in a row on an evening game and then right to an afternoon game and then another afternoon game. Yeah. So that's exactly why Kirk is catching that yeah. game. Yeah, and then to that point, that's also right there. Unfortunately, probably why you're going to get stuck with Reese McGuire on your opening day roster because yeah. they're going to want to bat Alejandro Kirk in that DH spot those other games. Probably, so, probably. Maybe. That's probably what they're thinking. <laughs> like Craig, yeah. you brought up the needing to get off to a hot start and potential for that. I don't know if you guys had looked and studied a little bit more. It's a schedule tough sucks. Open the season. Like the first 19 after, games after suck. the rain, all the way through to Victoria Day long weekend here. For us in Canada, you have the Rangers, obviously, for three. The Athletics for three. But you have the Yankees nine times. You have the Red Sox seven times. You have the Astros six times. You have the Guardians four times. And their pitching staff is bad or really good. (laughs) Guardians, yeah. The the new team in Cleveland. Uh, And then the Rays for three at the Trop. And then uh, the Mariners before the Reds come to town. So needing to get off to a hot start in April has never been more critical in my mind than this year. So whatever makes the lineup go and drive in runs, do that. Yeah, but don't forget that Yank this the Yankee series when they come to Toronto, if all things stay the same. Yeah, that that should play in their favor. It's too same bad. thing with Boston. It's that COVID numbers bad. are through the roof right now in Canada, and they're keeping it very hush hush. But there you go. The feds aren't the feds aren't going to change on that. No, anytime soon. Yeah, no. not a chance. So yeah, they, so, so I'm not really 
too concerned with um but we know you know little birdie told us that the rangers have everybody in their lineup yeah. right so they're gonna they're gonna be a fully packed lineup and then they go to new york i don't know the athletic status i don't know if they're all vaccinated uh, be fascinating there are a lot of young kids too play. because yeah yeah same thing with boston same thing with well we have an idea of, we know we know that boston has a few guys that are going to be out yep. jd martinez is one of them there you go houston i don't know their status right so like it, it's it's more of a of an experimental uh on looking to see what is going to happen when teams come to town because this is a legitimate Huge. however you want to sl- see it you know you can choose like i i understand personal choice you want to get vaccinated fine but it puts the jays at an advantage when playing at home if they're visiting teams <laughs> that don't have players yeah. vaccinated but to that yeah. point it is still 100% accurate that it, t- this team might have actually looked a completely lot different with the original off-season plan, if, if Blue Jays indeed were allowed to get certain players that they were targeting, yes, yeah, yeah. were allowed that you know had no interest in getting vaccinated, just don't want to basically do yeah. it, they would have probably happily been in Toronto playing. But to the fact that you know they're not going to do that, they're not going to be playing in Toronto anytime soon, yep. and so it's a it's a fifty-fifty. I'm just getting really pissed off after all this stuff, and I know you guys have heard it. Oh. The, the Blue Jays got an unfair advantage. Okay, great. We've been having played a home game until what August last year, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or June, I think. Yeah, so, it, it, it screw it. it you know, it's, it's not an unfair advantage yourself. because we're playing by the same rules. It's yeah. just our team is vaccinated. Yeah, yours is not. Exactly. You have every full opportunity to be. You're just choosing not to. So you're putting your own team at a disadvantage because you don't want to. The consequences yeah. of your actions. You saw it last year in the NFL <laughs> when a quarterback, like key quarterbacks down the stretch, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, missing big games. That's their choice. It's the same thing in baseball. You're going to miss it for different reasons. Obviously, there's no tra- international travel in the NFL, but same thing at the end of the day. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you have the choice at the end of the day, and you're choosing to not help your team. You're not a team player, as far as I'm concerned. And this yeah. crap sucks, so get your damn shots. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So, but anyway, so, seeing we're talking about shots and, and basically we're quasi injury list, I'm going to give Chris, I guess, uh, segue points here for uh, moving us on and to the point that we're going to talk. <laughs> Unfortunately, guys, there are a couple of guys that are, they haven't said they're exactly on the injury list yet or not, but they're kind of in the quasi, hey, we don't know if they're 100%. And the first one is Jordan Romano. And I believe the story is I hurt myself walking my dog. Yeah, he fell in a <laughs> hole and twisted his ankle or rolled his ankle. Ugh. Nothing beats that Saunders no with a sprinkler head, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It's kind Stroman of six degrees for head, wasn't it? No, or was it, it was Saunders also Saunders. Saunders. Saunders in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah, um, Stroman was walked didn't off. Didn't Stroman hit a sprinkle a, sprinkle ahead as well? No, Stroman no, going for a bunt. His ankle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought he hit a sprinkle ahead as well while he was doing uh, bunting practice or fielding bunts. It's a good I thought thing. it was off Chapiro the will pay for all those renovations, uh, so we don't have to worry about street speaker or uh, sprinkler, sprinkler heads. heads yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but to that point, he he's in question to that point now because of that. And um, the other one is Nate Pearson was <clears throat> elbow strain. No, Wouldn't COVID. Be, uh, no, COVID, COVID IL. Yeah. Wasn't there a third person that there was mention of an elbow strain that or am I thinking of another team that I was fantasy baseball <laughs> perspectives on? Yeah, nothing's ringing a bell. Okay. Um, it, I know Pearson was sick. He tested negative for COVID as of yesterday, um, but he had COVID symptoms. So they're just holding him out. Romano is actually dealing with an ankle injury. So uh, there's your two closers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you better hurry up and go sign freaking yeah. anybody. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. um, no. Because right now, I guys, if it was, if let's say that they, either of them were right now able to start the season, like tomorrow is the start of the season, who are you putting out there in the ninth inning? Is it Jimmy uh, Garcia that's had a whole two weeks in, or a whole two days in camp or whatever it's been? Or yeah, it's, it's going to be a slim pickings. I almost wonder if you uh, end up throwing Ross Stripling out there in his past. You have no. nothing to worry about anymore with Jordan Romano because remember what happened last year when Robbie Ray fell, uh, hurt his elbow when he was carrying his kid? He won the Cy Young. Jordan yeah. Romano yeah, has a yeah, freak of, of an injury. He'll be fine. Uh, he yep. should be. Uh, maybe he misses a day or two. <laughs> I would go Jimmy Garcia, or Jimmy Garcia is actually how it's pronounced, uh, as people yeah. say the other day. Jimmy Garcia. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, from I didn't watch last night. I didn't see, but from what everything I've been seeing from people who watched the game last night on Twitter when he pitched, he looked really damn good. And he has high heat, good velocity, so I think he'd be leading candidate. I think Julian Merriweather, who had a decent outing today, would be a candidate for the ninth inning as well. It's a great thing about the bullpen right now. They have so many good arms on paper that anybody could take closing opportunities right now, and that's just the way bullpen management has gone the last couple of years where just use your best guys in the highest leverage. And if that's in the sixth, seventh, use them then and save your next best for the eighth and ninth. So yeah, Romano for sure. will be fine. I think at the yeah. end of the day, I like your philosophy there. You know, Blue Jay freak accent. Yeah, Come on. Superstar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, the question is, is the beard going to be like the new tight pants thing or yeah. <laughs> something? So, yeah. um, but to that yeah, point, you're, you're missing out on our best reliever last year to close out games, and that's probably Tim Meza. Yeah, yeah, him that too. I mean, absolutely. Very much flies under the radar of this, this team quite often because of the other names that are out there. But Tim Meza is... And being lefty. Was and, lefty and being lefty. <laughs> well, like, like well, we said, what was it last week? This team could have four lefty relievers on its, in its bullpen. Yeah. Going into we'll the season, so going to see what happens because they got to figure out what they're going to do with Ryan Barucki and company before we talk. So, but to that point, guys, um, if you're not worried about those two guys, I guess we might as well roll right into the next topic, which is the position battle stuff. Why don't we start with the bullpen? Because if right now we are starting to talk with this whole thing, the bullpen obviously would normally be right now. Jordan Romano's got the closing job. Then we have somewhere shuffled in there, probably Nate Pearson, all the Tim Meza, Ryan Barucki, so on and so forth. You mean Jimmy Garcia? <laughs> That's I, I really think they're going to end up maximizing how many pitchers they have on this. And you got to have Ross Stripling in there, that guy that's going to be the next innings eater because you know how it is. We've seen it already this spring. Um, some of them come out and they're throwing gas and they're fine for a couple innings. They're not really maybe going to stretch out as quick as you think they might. And you're going to need somebody to be able to bridge a gap for a couple innings. And that's where Ross Stripling's job is. You know, making them sound like Scott Downs or Brian Tallett back in the day. Or uh, who was your favorite, Brendan? <laughs> there was somebody else in that conversation. Oh, I can't. Oh, brought him up on trivia night like 30. To, yeah, Villanueva. <laughs> so same kind of thing. There's a, but correct me if I'm wrong, boys, is a 28-man roster. Do you think they're going to end up carrying 13 pitchers? Oh, they might have to. I think so. <laughs> they might I have really to. don't see how you get away around it especially yeah. with these innings things. You could maybe balance that out with an outfielder or another position player after the fact. Maybe that's when Dexter Fowler gets his May 1st call up or whatever, like to our note a minute ago. But I really think it's going to be very pitching heavy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think they're so overly confident with the um, position players in terms of their offense that, you know, it's a glaring, maybe not glaring hole. Actually, yeah, it's a glaring hole their bullpen and I think they're just going to shove as many arms as they can out there and just you know scrape the barrel until something sticks and hopefully it does um so I think they're going to give numerous pitchers every opportunity to succeed <laughs> I mean they kind of have to you know I'm trying to see if we get the depth chart up here and see what they're projecting for our bullpen but I think basically what's going to end up happening is Rocky probably shouldn't be on this team heading into the year, but they're going to give him every chance to fail in season. Yeah. Before they, before they ship him out. Um, which we'll I can see why separate. they're doing it because he's been around with the franchise for a while and he is valuable. He's a left-handed pitcher that throws pretty damn hard. So why wouldn't you want to keep him around? It's a pretty good asset to have, but at the same time, <clears throat> a lot of people point their finger at, the bullpen collapses early in the season last year, and that was our downfall. We missed playoffs by one game. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but son of a bitch, if this bullpen even starts to waver a little bit, there's going to be like there's going to be angry mobs of pitchforks and fires coming after the front office and this this coaching staff because fan base won't. I think we're losing Chris. At least I'm not hearing you as well, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Really high. Oh, am I back? 
Yeah, kind sort of. of. It's not a little <laughs> better now. It was like go. going, I'm a robot, Chris, and I like Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where so, I left you off. Basically, basically just the, the fan base isn't going to put up with mediocrity. having this bullpen falter. <laughs> They're not going to put up with mediocrity again. Like, this team was built to win. You need to put out your best pitchers, and you need to build the best roster that you can night in, night out. And if Ryan Barucki is going to be this year's version of Rafael Dolis or Tyler Chatwood. Like it's not going to go well. You didn't go to your favorite Tanner Roark. <laughs> uh, no, no, not on time. I'm not touching it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not touching the... that. I don't want to get Brendan all worked up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at the fan grasses, um, you know, projected Toronto Blue Jays roster, right? And right now, they have us only carrying a four-man bench for position players. And is somehow including Reese McGuire, Greg Bird, Santiago Espinal, and Romeo Tapia. And it's showing that Alejandro Kirk right. is our DH. So let's say that happens. That sounds... I really think that's exactly where it is. So Same. that sounds accurate to me. And obviously, we know what our rotation is with Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, and Kikuchi of some nature, right? So the bullpen, they have Romano and Jimmy Garcia, Tim Meza. We have we are we all all kind of forgot about Adam Simber in this conversation, and then Trevor Richards, two guys that kind of saved our bullpen last year, fellas. <laughs> so, and they have Julian Merriweather, Ryan Barucki, Sam Pearson, and Ron, and uh, Ross Stripling, and they actually have David Phelps sneaking and stealing a job. So that's ten right now. Correct. Yeah, you're okay. you're taking ten bullpen all for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, and to that point, there's a few guys there that can, you know, throw a little over an inning, but really the only standout guy that you're going to get doing multiple innings because you're telling Nate Pearson to go out and gas it, right? Is Ross Stripling. So, does that yeah. say does that sound who, accurate to you? You're going to make an argument who, for anybody did, else that should be in that bullpen. Yeah, Taylor Sacedo should be in the bullpen. What about Andrew Vasquez? Sent him to a major league deal. But, but he has an op- he has an option. Okay. He has an option. The re- the reason that he's going to probably stay out and probably Sacedo as well is because Baraki doesn't have an option. Yeah, yeah. And that's why. But Taylor Sacedo should be in this bullpen before both of those guys. He he had enough to be very intrigued with last year. I was very high on him. I really and then he's, he's, left pi- hand he's pitched too. he's pitched pretty damn well this spring already. And he logged a lot of crucial innings for you last year that I think you've got to give him another opportunity to go out there and see exactly what he's got. Let's see if he could shine or not. And yeah. if he can't for whatever reason, then you have Vasquez waiting in the wings. But I think we know what Barucki is at this point, and you have to go with the hotter hand. Yeah. Nobody wanted to say anything about Joe Biagini. No, no. way I'm shocked. <laughs> no. no. We already talked about that last week. I just had to be that no. dick. <laughs> Sorry, Blue Jays no. moms. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Who are, who no, are the I, 10 that they had there, Craig? Let me go back up. Uh, I was going down into the minor Relievers? league stuff. So they have Romano, Garcia, Meza, Simber, Richards. Oh, Meza. That's who I forgot. When I just said, don't forget about him. Yeah, <laughs> Merriweather, Baraki, Pearson, Stripling, and Phelps. And yeah. honestly, I really like the idea of bringing David Phelps. He was on a roll and was kind of carrying the mm-hmm. bullpen before he got hurt. So to that point, to give him another chance and pick up where he left off, I love the idea. I will say mm-hmm. he's probably going to have the shortest leash of all, though, would be uh, my guess, just because yeah. of the fact that he did get hurt. And there are some other guys that could come up and help this team. And to that point, I really don't see a chance of him having an issue because he's looked pretty good in the couple times I've seen him so far. Looks like he's ready to go. Uh, I'm looking at the 40 man right now and uh, I, I see a couple of guys, handful of uh, pitchers have already been designated to the minors. Uh, Kay Hatch, Francis Danner. Um, you guys surprised at Anthony Castro? Not that I think he's going to make the lineup, but hasn't been? You yeah, know, I... Like, I actually quite liked Castro last year. It, I mean, he was raw last yeah, year. He was not raw. ready. But he, he was only, what, 19 or something? Yeah, dude, he was born in 95. <laughs> like, he's a pup. But, like... Oh, 95? He's in 95? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, as so Alex he's Luciano-ish. Yeah, so he's thirty <laughs> or so he's twenty six. He's, he's twenty seven. He's twenty seven. He's three years yeah. younger yeah. than me. I'm oh, just okay. saying, he, so he's he, not, he's not nearly as as no, young no, as what no, I no. thought. But he, yeah. he he's one hundred and eighty two pounds, soaking wet. So yeah. uh, he <laughs> he just looked raw, and uh, his his control last year was pretty terrible. Um, and I was he a single A call up? Did he play in AAA? No, they got him. They claimed him from the Tigers, I believe. That's what it was. It, was, a it yeah. was like he he was thrown into the wolves. Um, so I don't know if they're going to give him an opportunity. I don't see him making the opening day roster, but it does strike me as odd that he hasn't been designated to the minors already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could end up winning a job and stealing it for somebody. Um, at does the end he, of the day. if they claimed him from Detroit, would he have to go on waivers to go to the minors, though? Probably. It wasn't a 40 man. I mean a um, rule five. A rule five. It was not a rule five. It would yeah, be yeah, a regular yeah. every day. If he has an option, he goes down. If not, he has to clear where he, clear regular waivers. Yeah, it doesn't matter um, anyway because yeah. he. Um, it would have been last year for the rule five. Yes. Right. Yeah. They didn't have it this year, so there's none of that fun. So, you don't know, have to worry about that this year. Yeah. Cast, I, I would one option left. Yep. Uh, oh, he has he one option left. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I was going to say maybe maybe if maybe if he didn't have any options left, that that could be why. Yeah. I mean, and then you talk about somebody else that has some really good talent. That was a great, I thought, sneak pick with the, uh, Vasquez. But yeah. He's going to be mm-hmm. one of those guys that if he dominates down in the binders, he's going to probably have to force his way onto this team too. Because I love the, t- I love his arm. I'm just waiting for him to see if he takes that next step and see where things go. Um, you can see it in flashes. So, I think, very talented arm to have all of a sudden in this, you know, in the mints here. I think the 10 that were listed on that projection is what it's going to be at the end yeah. of the day. Um, especially with a four man bench, you got your five man rotation locked and loaded, mm. and then you got your nine regulars that will go out there every so often. So there you get 28 right off the bat yeah. right there. And I think Chris, the way you said it, Vasquez starts in triple a, he has an option. He'll come up. Castro has an option. He can come up too. Uh, if people go down and I, I think the one, yeah, the guy with the shortest leash, unfortunately is Baruchy. And it sucks because yeah. if he does get DFA, he's getting claimed in a heartbeat. Right. Nobody's going to let a lefty that can throw 98, 99 go uh, anytime soon, which is why I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and really prove that he just doesn't, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, have it anymore. Um, so yeah. Rocky makes a team. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if at first he gets some decently high leverage innings just to like throw him to the wolves immediately and be like, you're all the way back. This is where you pitched when you were healthy last year and in 2020. So try again and see what yeah. happens, yeah. right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Vasquez started at one point, did he not, in his career? I believe in the minors he did. I want to say that lower levels he did, but I'm pretty sure he kind of excelled as a bullpen arm. I'd have I don't to go know dive if he ever really excels, because he's a slider slider first guy, right? He... In the minors, he started two games, so maybe it was okay. that's it. That's an opener, potentially. Okay. Okay, never mind then. I yeah, thought at been... one point I had heard that he started, so I didn't know if he would be like stretched out a little bit or or not. Yeah, but like your first but... call ups for the starting rotation are probably Hatch, K, and Thornton anyway. Yeah, if it's not so... stripling. Yeah, you just yeah. slide stripling. In. Yeah, yeah, and then fill in a long guy in that spot. From the well, minors, it right? it, de- it that, depends. I would what... think K's up. Yeah, if it, if it's just pushing Ryu back a day or something, it'll be stripling. But if you yeah. have an injury or something, you're calling one of those other guys up for some. Yeah, time. I agree. Yeah, yeah. K would be the first, I would assume. <laughs> I agree with that. Mm. Yeah. So, is anybody else shocked to the fact that in the midst of a week, you guys have all been on, jumped on the Greg Bird train with me? <laughs> At this point, guys, hit his way on. Yeah. yeah, it's really what it is. Hard to ignore. Actually, Greg no. Bird wasn't listed on that roster projection that you had there. He was and not. Yes, I asked yes, he was. The, oh, was he? Okay. Yes, he was the... Yeah. Um, oh, you're right. Yes, um, yes. He's a bench. Yeah. So bench he was yeah. a four-bench guy. Unless I, I counted, count Kirk as a DH. Unless I counted wrong, right now the 40-man uh, has... Is that 38? Run. 38. So, yeah, there's so, your easy yeah. two guys on. So, Phelps you can put... You go from there. Yeah, Phelps so, Bird. Fowler would need to be added later in April via a DFA, and that could be Baraki, um, yeah. depending on how And you know Fowler's not ready player. yet, regardless if he yeah, gets in yeah. on a couple no. last-minute spring training games here. It's exactly. just not happening. So, But to that point, still good depth, as we mentioned before. Um, oh, what was I going to say? 
I lost it. Um, anyway, are we all? They, they officially say that Barrios is starting on opening day. Is yes. that what I heard yes. today? Yes. Okay. Yes. So obviously we're going to be following that with Gossman. Is there still any? And Alec Manoa picked another great game today. Is he your number three guy, or are we using him to split up Ryu and Kikuchi? Yeah. He Manoa will start game four at yeah. at, at New York, um, yeah. and I like that as I was saying in the group, in the text group the other day because you can have Ryu end with a softer opponent. I know Texas loaded yeah. up a couple of big bats, but softer opponent. Then he gets Oakland for a second start of the year. He opens up that Athletic Series and misses Yankee Stadium altogether. Look, Ryu has been very good against the Yankees since they've gotten him. He's been actually fantastic against the Yankees since they gotten him. But I mean, I, you guys know I'm his biggest defender. I love the guy, um, but. I think he needs to get off to a good start, get his confidence back. Not that it probably ever went away, to be honest with you, but just get a couple starts under your belt. He'll play. He'll face the Red Sox in his third start if it lines up the way it is. But I just like having him avoid the Yankees in that four-game series. Just a feeling over anything else uh, that isn't proven by anything. <laughs> yeah, are we in New sorry. York that series, or are we in, We're in Toronto? New York. It's in New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, you don't want to pitch in there. No. And to that point, we uh, isn't that also where Alec Manoa had his debut and actually yes. was pretty damn good? Yes, so to that point, he's pretty he fucking comfortable. It seemed like <laughs> so. Yeah, the only pretty comfortable still. in Camden too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even while he's getting barked at and everything, right? Yeah. The only argument to switching some guys around I've seen is actually having Kikuchi pitch on the third day against Texas instead of the Yankees for his first start. I don't know if that's anything that would be debatable, but that's the only thing I've seen in terms of the rotation order that somebody would change. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like honestly, the the first time through is the only time. Doesn't matter. It really matters. Yeah, it, after that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, out of these guys we've been talking about, is there anybody in that bullpen that does take the next step this year that actually might be rivalry for Jordan Romano for those late innings or high leverage guys? Somebody that steps up out of those group. Do you think Ryan Barecki bounces back? Does somebody else jump into this? Does Julian Merriweather steal the job like we thought he was going to do last year? <laughs> Things like that. Does anybody want to have any bold, bold bullpen predictions? As a closer, you're saying Merriweather? I'm just period. Whoever takes that next step from being, oh, okay, mediocre. Pearson. Yeah, Pearson is going to be the closer. Um, and yeah. I, last year, that was like a half kidding prediction I was making. I'm being, I'm dead serious. I'm, I think Chris I and I are on the same train. Yeah, I think, I think mm-hmm. Pearson's going to be the closer of this team by the end of the season. And he's going to thrive. Yeah. Hey, he'll be, he, Nate Pearson's going to be the closer of this team before the All-Star break. That's bold. I lo- Wait, due to injury or performance? Performance. Yeah, that's bold. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I like it too, but I really think it's going to be one of those things that him and him and Romano right off the bat here, I think are going to be a hell of a tandem and it's going to be something fun to watch. I think um, the one guy I think oh, yeah, is going to take that next step. And I wouldn't have said this a week ago is his first start. I was, or his first outing. I was like, Oh my God, he's not ready. Julian Merriweather was very impressive. The last couple of times I've seen him he's actually locating the damn ball. Mm. I think he's going to be pushing for some more of those high leverage innings. And I don't think he's stealing a closer job, but he's going to be in that late inning area there with Simber and Garcia. And now like to your guys point to Pearson, probably I have a rule about Julian Merriweather. Don't get excited by him. Cause he'll probably let you down by getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's true. That's been his whole career. So on. Yeah. The bringer of pain. He's awesome. Bring your yeah. pain. Yeah. <laughs> my choice too. Just if he can stay healthy, um, I think he will do very, very well. I mean, somebody said today he's kind of like Shane Bieber in the fact that you come with velocity, you strike a lot of guys out, but when people make contact off you, it goes far, and you could give up some bombs. And that's the only concern I have about Merriweather is he does give up his fair share of home runs, but other than that, he's a stud, absolute stud. Just stay healthy, man, please. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they, they, there's nothing wrong with the back end of your bullpen going Merriweather, uh, Pearson, and Romano, all three guys that can throw 100 miles an they hour plus. Velocity. It, it is a huge plus. Plus, you have Mesa can throw 97, 98. Um, you got uh, uh, Garcia, I'm pretty sure, can pump 97. Yep. Um, you're start- I'm not going to say that you're looking a lot like the Tampa Bay bullpen. But they got guys that can throw heat, too, and we got guys that can finally match them. Yeah. And that's very, very wow. deadly to have out of the back end of your bullpen. As you can see from teams like that, you can see teams like uh, the Chicago White Sox right now. Hell, look at Atlanta last year in the playoffs. The White Sox bullpen. 
<laughs> the White Sox bullpen is very scary. Um, but like I said, even even Same. the the Atlanta Braves uh, bullpen last year in the playoffs, that's a huge reason why they actually won the World Series was yeah, because yeah, of their bullpen. Know. And we've seen that time and time again in the playoffs uh, and down the stretch um, in years past, especially recently, that bullpens take over the game now. And you need high-velocity guys to get you through those late innings. Yeah. You're shortening the game by having that kind of a bullpen the White Sox have. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. You've got to hurry up and dive on that starting pitcher in the four innings probably that they're going to be in, five innings, before yeah. you get to Kimbrel, Hendricks, everybody. <laughs> it's like how many good closers are there in baseball? Oh, they're all at the White Sox. Okay. <laughs> so it's like that's like the kind of stuff you would do in a video game, stock a bullpen like that and just – you know, just truck people. It's ridiculous. But oh, yeah. to that point, hopefully good offense on the Blue Jays will be able to tap into some of that to that point. Um, so, but on the other fun part about this, boys, I don't know. I think you guys saw that I sent out the article the other day that we might ha- have one of the best rotations in all of baseball. And according to MajorLeagueBaseball.com, we have the best in the American League. And it was ranked third in all of baseball. That was to your point, Adam, if you want to run with that. You were the one yeah. that – not only did I say they were a top – they were the third best rotation. You're like, well, they're the best in the AL. You all excited? Yeah, yeah they're, they're the best in the AL, uh, I think, ahead of – was it Chicago? It was the, the Chicago White Sox and uh, – can't Houston? remember off the top of my – it wasn't Houston. I don't think I'll have to see if I can find it real quick while you're talking. Sure. They also ranked uh, number two overall for the overall lineup in MLB. So that puts them number one in the AL because I think the Dodgers were number one overall, um, which I can't really argue with. Um, I mean, this rotation is it the was only the Astros was the Astros. The only question mark I have with the rotation, and I, not to shit on your parade, Brendan, but it's I, I just Ryu. He's the only question mark, and um, I know Kikuchi is. I mean, he was he had the yips his first outing in spring training, but I think that gets he settled better in. after. Yeah, he's a professional. That will settle in. I think Manoa has all the confidence in the world. Uh, Gosman and Rios, you, you know what you're getting. So the only question mark I have is Ryu, and if Ryu is going to have a bad year. All he has to do is be average. Really, all he has to do is be average, and I think the offense can mitigate any mishaps that the rotation, specifically Ryu, may be having. Um, but otherwise, I think you look at the rotation front to back, I'm just confident. I'm yeah. just confident, and I need these pitchers. I need Charlie to let go a little bit, and if they're cruising, they got to go seven. Go. You got you got to let them go seven. You can't, it, especially if they're cruising, because there were so many games last year that this bullpen, granted, much of them are the same right now, uh, just blew up. And yeah. if we could have just salvaged one of those games, um, and it maybe been that much different, we would yeah. have been. In the I playoffs. also wonder how much that plays in the mental game of starting pitchers too. And I think Ryu is one of those people that's definitely susceptible to that. Hey, dude, I was cruising. What the shit? Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I, I get very it. Very similar because, shoemaker in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it that you don't want to like run them dry in the beginning of the season. You want to, you know, have some longevity there. But at the same time, if you're if you're cruising in May or June, just leave them in there for another inning and just see what happens. I don't care what the the stat receipt says, just let them go. Um, so if you have it's that much simple. confidence. How you feeling? Do you want one more? Yeah, let them go. Let them go. <laughs> you know, if you have that much confidence in your rotation as it stands, you got to have confidence that they can pitch seven. I mean, that's, to me, that's so weird to say. And I know old man shouting out clouds right now saying, back in my day, there were complete games, you know. I'm not <laughs> saying that, but let them go seven, man. Just let them pitch. See what happens. Yeah. Does anybody else have anything that we'd like to add before we wrap this week's episode up or anything you would like to bring up? Chris, please should unreal a little bit more. No, don't. <laughs> the op- I don't want to kill uh, Brennan's freaking like, season opener freaking show the, next week, optimistic- so I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> no, I, my only question mark in the, in the rotation is the same as you, Adam. I... I, I just the way things went for Ryu last year, unless there was an underlying problem, like he is the only question mark for me. Um, Kikuchi is going to raise some red flags, but 
he got off to a good start last year. If he gets off to the same start, there's going to be questions still of, is he going to falter after the All-Star break? But I think you have to give him every opportunity to to fail at that point, especially if things are rolling well. And hell, maybe things change for him and he finds something with the with the Blue Jays coaching staff and, and with Kirk and Jansen that, that everything kind of clicks for him. But yeah, I... I don't know. Ryu is going to be, I think he's going to be the story of the rotation, good or bad this year, that he's either going to be the piece that holds everything together or just everything's going to fall apart for him. I don't think there's going to be one way or another for him. It's a fair assessment. He's yeah. sitting in the, literally in the middle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm hoping that he puts up a very R.A. Dickey-ish season and just holds up 200 innings somehow and, you know, <laughs> gets it going for the Blue Jays in the middle of that rotation. Because honestly, guys, if he gets in the ballpark of 180, 200 innings, throws four, a four ERA even, this team could carry that. And I really think it's going to be that kind of a thing for him. And if he does that, I really don't think you'll hear any good or bad out of it. He'll just be Has white he ever thrown that many innings awesome. before? He's been around 170, 180 the couple that those couple yeah. of years that he was really stringing along. He he hasn't peaked over 200. Never. The closest uh, he got he's, was 192. He threw 192 in 2013. His first year, right? First year in the bigs. And yeah. he hasn't thrown. He threw 182 in 2019. Yeah. And 169 last year. So. If he's around 170, that's fine with me at the end of the day. He could put even together last season. You know, if he takes that one little extra step, that's even that much better. So he doesn't have to be the ace anymore. He's got two other guys to lean on, which is what we have been saying for years since we signed him, that it's great that we have him, we love him, but we need an ace, and we just take two of them. He obviously had a couple of rough starts in between April and August. It's really the last six weeks of the season where his season went downhill. And it's a little more magnified because of the stakes of some of those games we were playing. Yeah. I think he'll be yeah. fine. I, I think you, you probably want to... People are going to bitch about this as well. I'm just <laughs> running on hot you, takes. Your, your, your number one fan's going to come yeah. back in the comments. Yeah, oh, exactly. No. <laughs> it, um, so you, you probably want his ERA closer to four rather than anything over that but yeah i know era is a dirty statistic now but you yeah. probably want that a little bit closer to four and then and uh, wins don't count he, 437 <laughs> yeah wins don't count then um i don't know what the hell i'm watching because then i how do you want to know if i'm doing good or not <laughs> <laughs> can't win a trophy if you don't win games just saying yeah. so now that we've gotten everything off of Chris's chest about Ryu, <laughs> is there anything else we would like to add before we go this evening, fellas? No, not on my end. Okay. Well, to that point then, we'll, before we do our two claps and a Ric Flair and a Let's Go Blue Jays, um, Blue Jays fans, we're here every Thursday, I guess, for the near term here. we got a couple of mixed matches with the Blue Jays schedule there in, uh, in a little bit, but we'll be back next Thursday before opening night. Correct, fellas? Yeah. Y'all good? Next okay. Um, just want to make sure before, because then you'll be here with us before we get that. And obviously, I I will be tweeting from our podcast account during the game. Please interact with us. We want to do fun things with all Blue Jays fans here while we're talking and watching the Blue Jays games. We're, this is a, just as much of a venting place for all of you. Just want to make sure we're on. We got a plenty of people on Twitter today that apparently like Chris Key's hot takes, just saying. <laughs> and so, um, but to that point, also... Catch us live during these shows. We're around 7.30 each Thursday. We'll be uh, live on YouTube, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Make sure you just come in, join the conversation, and uh, we'll answer your questions live on the air. And it's obviously recorded. We're going to be putting that out on anywhere you can get your podcasting pleasures from, where it's Spotify, YouTube again, <laughs> Google Podcasts, any of that kind of good stuff. So, fellas, other than that, two claps and Ric Flair, and let's go, Blue Jays. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go, Blue Jays. It's there. Baseball's finally back.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.